and I'm super colorful, super colorful. I'm usually wearing muted colors, but it's too hot in here for that. I'm Jess Gorman, and I am a theater maker, and I am also an introvert. I'm Phil Rickaby, and I am a writer and performer, and I'm also an introvert, and this is The Introvert's Guide to... On The Introvert's Guide to, we talk about the introvert life and how to live it to the fullest. We'll choose a topic and discuss it, as well as try to find other helpful hints on social media and on the internet at large. If you want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Introvert's Guide. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Introvert Guide 2, the number 2. And you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguidetostuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people to find this show, but even better, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that you think might like The Introvert's Guide too, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. And I realize I'm like using this pen like oh. a conductor. Now, I do want to make a comment, a general comment. Yes. So, listeners, if you don't know yet, Phil has been putting some content up on TikTok. Which is great. It's true. Awesome. We're up it's there. True. You can see We're us. There. You can find us. There'll be excerpts and potentially outtakes as well. Oh, and there's so many good ones, too. There's so many. There's so many goddamn outtakes. Really oh, are. my gosh. Look, listen, listen. Hopefully, Phil shows you the fanography that has taken place before this show. I have to now because you brought it up. And that was your plan all along. All along. <laughs> However. You upload these videos and they're great. However, I scrolled and I was like, you know, doing like the long scroll mm -hmm. here, yeah. but I was going quickly and I scared myself because my face just popped up <laughs> and I wasn't prepared for it. And I got, I had a moment. I had a moment. That's happened to me too. That's happened to me where I'm just like, whoop, whoop. oh, it's me. There I am. How did I get there? <laughs> Well, Jess, on to the topic at hand. I found a post on Reddit, and I want to read it to you. Mm -hmm. The title of it is, Why are extroverts allowed to write all the rules of life? Nearly all of my favorite things in life are done solo. I just enjoy solitude. But to extroverts, this is considered sad and lonely. I'm sick and tired of being judged by extroverts for going places by myself. I'm not sitting there judging them for having someone with them. Why are they judging me for being alone? Even my family judges me for not wanting family events at my house. They act like I'm being antisocial. I'm not antisocial. I'm just introverted and pro-solitude. But according to society, I have to be an introvert that behaves like an extrovert. I felt that. 
<laughs> Especially the wanting to do solo things. I just had an extroverted house guest stay over a little while ago. This was during my three week stint. I don't, it's a lot to go through, but I was explaining to this extrovert how fun it can be to go to a restaurant or to a bar and just bring headphones, a book, and just listen to a podcast or draw something, take in the scenery. And they looked at me like I had three heads. <laughs> Didn't get it. N not a fan of the idea. And then I challenged them. I said, hey, go try it sometime. To which they said, no. Of course they did. Of course they did. I bet they were like, well, if you do that, how is somebody supposed to talk to you? They And like, I think one of their other questions, too, now that you said that actually was, so like, do you just wait for people to come up and talk to you? Like, God, no. <laughs> Never. Oh, no. I'm doing it so people don't talk to me. I just want to be out in public. It's a change of scenery. It's nice. It's fine. I'm reading my book. I'm listening to my podcast. I don't need somebody coming over and being, so what you reading? No. And you know what, though? If you go out, dress like I am right now. If you check out, the, Phil, you have to put this up now. Oh, it's okay? going. This? It's, it's, no. on, it's on the YouTube. It's on the YouTube. It's on the YouTube. The YouTube? I said that so that, like an old man. That's the ironically old man instead You've... of real old man. Like I actually am. You forgot to unmute earlier. Listen. You called it the YouTube. Anybody can forget to unmute. Don't put me in a home. I'll come visit. But yes, if you go out looking like me, no one's going to come up and talk to you. You go out looking like Phil, you're going to get a party. So uh, just be strategic. I was out for dinner with Melanie and I was wearing this like during like a heat wave. So I'm wearing like, you know, a light, it's a, it's a, it's a light Hawaiian shirt. So it's very loud, but the important thing is that it's light, which, you know, is, is important in the heat wave. Well, the waiter wouldn't shut the fuck up about this shirt made me regret wearing the shirt immediately. He just came over and kept talking about how much he likes the shirt. And I'm just like, I'm here to eat a meal with my girlfriend, not talk about fashion with somebody I don't know. Ah, oh, kids these days. Right? Do you... So did you... When you we were talking with your friend about, you know, the things that you like to do as an introvert, doing things alone, did you feel judged by them as you described that? Wholeheartedly. It, it, it was like I just said something so repulsive and it just could not comprehend. And it's not the first time that this has happened. Extroverts, I, I, we all have an extrovert that we love. God love him. It's just I don't appreciate being judged for the things that bring me joy in life, damn it. And they're normal things. They're things that are not unreasonable. No, absolutely they're not unreasonable. I think for, for some people, some extroverts, I won't paint them all with the same brush. The idea of being out in public to be alone is makes no sense to them, right? If I'm at a cafe having coffee and reading a book, um, 
I'm there. I went there for the change of scenery. The background hum is really helpful for me reading or writing or whatever I'm doing. I'm not there to make friends. I'm not there to have conversations if I came by myself. So it's the idea that, that that's a strange thing that, you, well, you're in public, therefore you are, must be in public to meet people is a, to me is a strange concept, but apparently it's usual. I mean, like, and just because we're on the topic of going out to a restaurant and bar, why is it that they, why, what is strange about it? Let's, let's play devil's advocate here. What is strange about it? And actual answers. I mean, I, I think that if, if you are somebody for whom going out means social, right? Mm -hmm. Then the idea of somebody going out to not be social feels weird. Like, why did you come here to read a book? Why did you come to this bar to read a book? Why did you go to this restaurant and, and, and sit by yourself? It's, I'm so bad at coming up with, 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 with the, the, the extrovert point of view because it's like, I, I, I just don't think that way. No, I know. I know. And like, you can tell because you can tell that it's just not a normal thing, though, because how many restaurants actually pride themselves on having single seated tables? It's like a specialty restaurant. Mm -hmm. It is marketed as introvert friendly because they have like closed off booths where you can just sit by yourself. The problem that I don't like with those is that usually the view is so limited. Right. You really yeah. like they really partition everything off. So it's just a single view. And to me, I go out for having a view, something that's different. Right. I don't. I Yeah. I'm having trouble thinking about reasons of why it would be weird. Have you heard of these restaurants that and I haven't been in one, but apparently they exist where if you come to a restaurant by yourself, they will seat you. With someone else. What in Satan's torture? <laughs> exactly. What if I got sad with someone I don't like? Like, what if the vibe is off? My night's ruined. But the whole thing to me is like, it just is like, so we assume that anybody who comes by themselves must be lonely. Therefore, we seat them with somebody else so they can have somebody to talk to. And I'm like, I know that I'm going to a restaurant by myself. I did that on purpose. Yeah. I, at that point, if I'm looking to go out and meet people and go to this restaurant, I want like a filter. I want, you know, I want to pick who I'm sitting beside. I don't want none of this whole like, oh, we're going to pair you up with someone random. That right. ain't happening. No. No. Not a chance in hell. But I think oh. there's, there's, I know it, 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 like when I first heard about that, I was like, no, no, no. In a million years, no. Because it just... Because it says it has this like aspect of like pity, the idea that like, oh, I didn't choose to go to a restaurant by myself. Therefore, if I'm here by myself, I'm lonely or I'm sad and I need company. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I don't need that. I've heard of other restaurants that will seat you with a giant teddy bear across from you. I would rather sit with the teddy bear. I mean, I would as well, but I feel like the teddy bear, I, I know that they're like, we're, you know, something across from me. So you don't feel, 
I feel like the teddy bear is like singling you out. It's like, oh, look, here's a lonely person with a teddy bear. We sat them here with a giant teddy bear so that they don't feel so alone. Look at the petty, the, the, look at the, the pathetic lonely person. And, and I listen, just leave me alone. Let me sit by myself. Totally. I, except I would be cuddling that bear the whole time and staring at the people across the way too <laughs> while I do it. Like, are you having a good time? <laughs> Looking like this too. <laughs> oh my gosh. And this place is called Open Table. Is it? it I think so. Yeah. It's partnered with Virginia Tourism. Okay. Phil. Where are we doing a live recording? Where are we go? Where are we going? No, not there. What we, here's what we do. The only way we can do that so that we have the full experience is to come in separately. Yeah. And probably not get seated with each other. And then have to do some kind of remote recording setup so we can share how miserable we are being sat with a stranger. And if we do get like seated together, we can sit and people watch. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, good Lord. There's, there's something about, you know, we've, we've all, we've all sort of, every introvert has had this experience where it's either, you know, you're doing something by yourself and then somebody is foisted on you to keep you from being lonely, right? Whether you're having fun playing by yourself or reading a book and somebody is like foisted on you to keep you company. Or the immortal, you're so quiet, which is such an offense to say. Like, how is that any different than than telling somebody that they talk too much? I, we're going to have to go over this in an episode, incoming episode of social <laughs> punishment, I think. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. There are so many situations where extroverts have claimed, have made claims that it's unacceptable, it's strange, it goes against what should be done, and it's all on their terms. And the big question is, when the fuck did we all agree that that was okay? And I, I've gotten to thinking about it because I'm wondering... Is it that it really was extroverts that have created these norms? Or is it that there's actually more introverts that made these norms than we realize who were mimicking extroverts? I, I, I don't know. I don't know if maybe some of these concepts were invented by introverts, but they were bastardized at some point. I, this is the most swearing I have done, by the way, in an episode. I'm quite proud. I'm here. I'm proud it. of you too, but I think you swore more at the the other one we did when we were, we started angry. We're gonna have to keep a tally. We'll have to we'll have to count the swearings. Now, the interesting thing is that that what you're saying, sort of like leading into uh, Susan Cain and quiet, because she sort of points out the end of World War II as being the beginning of prioritizing the extrovert over everything else the the prioritizing of of socializing and social standing and and you know being outgoing as the 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 thing that had supremacy in the society and if you look at you know all of the stereotypical things that we see from the from the media of that time the 
the pop culture of that time. It's all about how you behave and how you present yourself and, 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 and presenting and pretending to be outgoing, even when you're not all of those, like how to be popular books and things like that are all about faking extroversion so that you can get ahead in a society that has just now decided that this is the, this is the way that you have to be the, the right way to be. But, you know, I remember doing, you know, back in theater school, we had to learn about comedy of manners, which that is a very specific era. And I, you know, not too long ago did Oscar Wilde's An Ideal Husband. And I remember one specific part that always stood out to me was when my character was explaining how her and her husband were going to be staying in for the night, not going anywhere. And the character opposite was just so taken aback by this, how it was just a strange thing to do. And so even then, you think about all of the social etiquette of having to go out and declining because you already had other plans. It's a, you know, I always think about that era of, you know, I'm going over to so-and-so's house. Then afterwards, I have this party and they're out until late at night. I always wondered where the introverts were in these shows or in this era. One of the things that I find interesting about that is when I think of, of the, the particular era and I think about the kinds of things that people were going to is, yes, there were occasionally like big parties and things like that. But a lot of these events were small groups of people gathering in the sitting room and having conversation, right? Polite conversation. And may, yes, maybe some of it was was small talk, but. Also, hosts and hostesses prided themselves on being able to to bring together people that would that would be able to have really good conversation. And if that didn't happen, they'd failed as as hosts of the party. I don't mind that kind of party where it's just like a small group of people having a great conversation. That's that's okay to me. It's like when you're like, yes, you're going to the ball and you're going to be socializing and make sure you dance with as many people as possible, like all of that sort of stuff. No, thank you. Could you imagine having to participate in the season? Imagine. Yes, I can imagine. I have imagined. And I've imagined me miserable. <laughs> I'd imagine myself many a times in that and just how I would absolutely be hating everything about this. <laughs> every every I, moment. I, I could see myself like, you know, in the in the outfit with really high collar, trying to 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 hide in the collar as much as I could. And try to cultivate a sense of mystery by not really doing or saying anything and trying to be to, to, to get ahead in society that way, if that was even possible. Oh, gosh, I'd be too shy to say or like, I think, too apprehensive to say no to dancing. Oh, no. I would have to just go for it. Oh, no. I can't say no. That's yeah. I, especially if like I knew it was somebody who was like lonely for the night like you know but even said... when it's not in a situation like that every you know dancing is 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 part of the social fabric like and who yeah. you dance with with is noticed and mm -hmm. so it's like if you turn down the dance that's the thing mm -hmm. and that yep that's way too much social pressure for me like i'd be i'd be done i'd be like you know what i'm leaving high society i'm gonna become a scullery maid hey there you go that's it Good. done I think one of the things, you know, yes, you're, you're, you're definitely right about how, you know, back in the Victorian era and in other eras, there was, there was 
there were these events and things like that. But on the other side, when the season was done, the season, you were you could be by yourself. People prided themselves on on reading and things like that. Nobody. And in fact, it was common for people to go out to a pub and that's where you read. That's where you had some dinner. That's that's where you could have some alone time. You would just go home for for for, for sleep. Right. If you were a man. A woman wouldn't be able to go to a pub. Damn you're it. Right. You're right. I'm sorry. We were so limited in where we could go. I'm sorry. They're, they're, <laughs> you're correct. You're correct. From a man's perspective, glory days of, of an introvert's playground. I could just go to a pub and nobody would bother me. And the, the, the young woman would be stuck at home, unable to leave the house because the season was over. And there wasn't even like anything to binge watch at the time. Like, come on. I can't even lounge in bed. Nothing. Could, I have to sit forlornly at the window. You could like, binge read. Yeah, all right, I guess. I guess, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not so bad. Not bad. <laughs> with this with this topic, are there other rules that you feel like like the extrovert society has imposed on us? The okay. We come to this because it it it's truly, truly, truly just awful. It's not even just the work parties and the the work gatherings. It's it's the expectation of the weekly team meeting where oh you're just shooting the shit and there is so minimal work being discussed. And the work that is being discussed, it famously could have been an email. Famously. I want to have work meetings when this is like, okay, listen, the team needs to be together. We're going to have questions. It's just better for all of us to be here and get this, you know, banged out and that's it, right? I don't want to have a weekly meeting to catch up. I already hate the water cooler talk as it is. And I participate in it because it's just what's expected. But I hate it. I genuinely do. But it's it's expected. But how else would you become best friends with all of your teammates? No, I'm already like a magnet for people like wanting to make friends. And I, again, I don't mean it to sound mean. It's just, I don't have room. Sorry. Back when, just before I, I actually applied for the, the job I have now, they were looking at growing. So they thought, hey, let's have an open house. And so they had this open house where they, all of the people who had applied and, and were interested in in having a job would, would, mingle with the employees and and talk with them and then every so often like we'd be able to go in for basically a brief like five ten minute like informal interview we would talk about talk with a member of the team and then we'd have like a proper interview later on and it was it was weird and it was crowded and it was like and you know for me so alcohol centric and then at one point they were talking about uh what it was like to work there and they were talking about how everyone is like best friends and how everyone loves to hang out after work. And part of me was like, I can't, I can't apply to this place. I can't, I can't do it. But I did. And because I needed a job and because they'd hired so many new people, they couldn't do the old thing where everybody hung out all the time. So it worked out in my favor. Hey. Oh my gosh. I like, I love hearing the whole, like, you know, honestly, yeah, we're like a family here. Right. We're like a family. My face and my demeanor immediately changes to this whole, like, 
That's so nice. Oh my gosh. That's so sweet. I always, and inside I'm on fire. Of like, course you are. Of course you are. Because because we're like a family is a way that 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 a lot of businesses, not all, but most many businesses that, that say that, use that phrase to essentially guilt you into putting in extra work and spending more time, that sort of thing. I remember I, I applied for years ago, I applied for a job at another company that will remain nameless in the in the tech sphere and for their technical support team. And they went on and on about how, you know, they have the fully stocked kitchen that people can come in and have some food after work and hang out. And, oh, there's showers as well if you need that in case you're working late. And I started to realize that all of that was, oh, we want you staying later than your shift. We These are things that we give you so that you don't feel so bad about staying late and working on stuff extracurricularly. And, that is uh, sinister. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't like that. Like, no, that's that's those are the indeed applications that have like a one and a half two star reviews right. and no work life balance. Right. Yeah. That's that's an extrovert right there. Yeah. Yeah. And well, a workaholic extrovert. Really. I mean, which is a terrible combination. Terrible yes, combination. Oh, terrible. Because, you know, those kinds of offices sort of force you into a position where you are having to portray extroversion, like this person is mentioning, and force it to a position where you have to be miserable to keep your job. But hey, you're, you're doing the thing where you're going to work and you're doing the extra hours and you're pretending to be social, pretending that you like it, all while you're dying inside. I um I think one of the other things that I you know working from home that I'm slowly realizing is an extroverted rule is you know for all the times that you work from home and and for the little socialization time that you have we strongly recommend that you leave home right afterwards and go connect with somebody I've had that mentioned to me a lot and I got to tell you, there are days where I don't talk to a single person. That's totally okay with me. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. fine, guys. I'm good. Do they ask you who you connected with after work the day before? Sometimes. Sometimes. Be like, and who did you, who did you connect with? Is, is, did you, was it good? Was Depending it on what video game I'm playing, I might be like, I connected with Joel and Ellie. Um, or like Mario, I connected with Mario. And how is Mario? Uh, Mario's fast. He's a fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's such a weird thing to try to. Force it's invasive. On. It's so like to to be like, oh yes, go and we require that after work you go and connect with a person. Why? Yeah. I think I like really took them aback too when I like proudly told them I I haven't talked to a single person. <laughs> right? I, I did. I was so proud of myself. And they were like, not you didn't text anyone? Do, do you need a phone call? Like <laughs> I'm, no, I'm good. I just threw on some 
David Attenborough, you know me, guys. Like, text anyone. She's got like a thousand messages she hasn't responded to. I got called out pretty bad by a friend and it was glorious. <laughs> he sent, he, okay, so this friend who I know is listening sent me a, a text message, literally copied and pasted it to Steve and said, I've sent this to Jess. Bring it up to her if she doesn't mention it tonight. To which I had to respond back to him and tell him, I got the message. Thanks. We'll we'll try and make it out for a show that night. And then he said, I'm so glad that you responded to this. Because had I have left it up to you, you wouldn't have read this for like three months. And then the thing would have passed. It would have been on to the next. You wouldn't have. It, it just went into this hole. And then I, by the end of it, I felt compelled to apologize. But then they... They were so gracious because they were this extrovert that just was so uh, gracious was the word. It's it's okay. It's all right to be that way. Nice. It's 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 what happens. Those are the extroverted friends I love having around. Well, it's interesting because, you know, there's there are there are people who who, you know, lean extrovert who for whom the introvert is a strange creature. They must be lonely. I guess they just want to be, they, you know, they must actually want to be an extrovert because I can't understand why anybody would want to be an introvert as we covered in that last episode. And there are others who, who have taken the time and effort to try to understand what the headspace is like for you. Yeah. And like, it, I, I felt so compelled to apologize all the times. It'd be like four days later and I'd be like, hey, sorry. And I just stopped because of that generosity and already having ADHD and having time blindness. I really need forgiving friends. So that was just a, a double whammy there. And time blindness is real. And Absolutely. I. You like you know me. I hate notifications, so I have to read them. But my problem is, is I go, okay, I can't respond right now, but I will. But now the notification's gone. Right now, it's out of sight, out of mind, yeah. and then and then it's and then it's three months later. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is the problem with notifications. This is my public apology. <laughs> the public apology. No one actually asked for. That's right. Yeah, we're here. We don't need you to apologize. You want to know why? Because extroverts don't make the rules. That's right. They yeah. They do, though, but, you know, they yes. kind of do. They do. You know? <laughs> One of the things that, you know, we've, we've talked about things like traveling by yourself. And we've talked about, you've mentioned going to a bar by yourself or like going to a cafe by yourself to read or like it's not a bar but a pub or whatever, you know, those kinds of things. And it's, you know, in, in, in some of the times when I was traveling, you know, pre-pandemic, um, and I would travel for work. I went to some some places where it was there were things that I wanted to see, restaurants I wanted to go to. And at some of those restaurants, you would go in and they didn't mind that you were by yourself. They were just like, oh, okay, this happens all the time. And there were other places for whom it seemed like this weird, like they were so awkward, like, and uh, will someone be joining you? Like that kind of stuff. And you're just like, nope, it's just me. And they're like, oh. Have you ever had like one of those one of those servers just ask you like, D 
do you want a magazine or something? No, like, I and haven't. They check it, thank goodness. Because I always have a book. Like I don't travel and I don't have something to read, whether it's my phone or something else There's or a notebook. I don't I don't not have something to 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 do. I have had uh, a waiter who just sort of like had this like pearl clutching like concern that was just like is is, ev is everything okay over here like like e like exaggerated and so are you is it are you are you okay like so concerned that I was by myself and it's like yeah remember I chose to do this I came here by myself but of course there's also the 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 like have you been stood up like are you is somebody meeting you and you're just like no i chose to i came here by myself right it's so strange of a concept but i just found myself in this restaurant yeah help me <laughs> help how me. did i i don't get know how here? i got here i don't know how i got here help me i know and i've got like a little note like to my caller being like if lost and found please call like you have to do that i i will come on <laughs> I will. Lost puppy right yeah. here. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's something about this 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 situation where like wanting to be alone is such a a, a, a strange a foreign concept to some people that and wanting to be alone in public is is a strange thing. So Where's your favorite place to be alone in public? Just let's put it out there. What what kind of place in public do you most love to be alone? I have this, like, my favorite, favorite bar where I live. It is my favorite. I've been going there for years. I used to study there. I used to take, I used to do everything there. And I've only ever done it by myself. Or I've taken somebody that I absolutely love to bring them there. To have, but I only go there once with them, and then that's it. This is my special place, right? They've got my favorite beer. It's a blueberry wheat beer, and they've got the little blueberries in there, and it's so good, and their food's amazing. And the servers never bother me. They come over, they ask, Do you want your blueberry wheat? I'm like, You're darn right, I do. I've been going there for years. And I don't think I have ever run into somebody that I know there, ever. Oh, look perfect. at this face perfect it i don't know if i just jinxed myself but i've never been bothered whenever i go there all your friends are going to arrive uh, the next time you're there it's going to happen to to stumble in and they're all going to want to sit with you some bitch phil don't do that to me <laughs> oh my gosh it's the one time you come to saint Catharines. like yeah, right? the one time right now when you take somebody to your favorite bar because you don't ever take them back are you, do you like sit there down and just as they're getting comfortable? You're like, just, you know, this place, mine. You it's can't whenever, have it. no, it's whenever we leave and they're like, oh my gosh, this place was great. And I'm like, yeah, don't ever come back. <laughs> I just stare at them for a while and they're like, uh, is she joking? And I'm like, they start out laughing and then they realize that you're serious. Yeah. The fuck out. You know, I, here's the thing. I have, I have really enjoyed traveling on my own. So I've really enjoyed like, you know, yes, going to restaurants, but like going to museums by myself, going to tourist attractions. 
I love going to like, you know, even like going to an amusement park by myself, which back in the day when I was a teenager and we used to get like season passes for Canada's Wonderland, you know, my brother and I would arrive together and usually just be like going off our separate ways. He would meet up with people and I'd be fine by myself. It was a great way to like, just sort of like hang out and, 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 and do the things in the park I really wanted to do. See, interesting. I never, ever, ever would have gone to an amusement park by myself. But like, do you, okay, do you go on the rides, like the roller coasters yeah. by yeah. yourself? Yeah. So you just sit there and sit beside a stranger and yeah, laugh and giggle all by yeah, yourself. Yeah. Okay, now, okay, okay. Now I'm with the extroverts on this no, one. No, no, no. I don't, I don't need that person. First off. If when you're on a roller coaster with somebody and, if, you know, the other thing is like, sure, you can go with like a group. Have you ever gone like in a group of three? Always. So some, yeah. So yeah. somebody's sitting beside a stranger anyway. Right. Sometimes it could be a three seater. It Sometimes those are rarer than you might like. Fair enough. But, you know, I don't I don't mind it. And I, I you know, it's like I'm doing the ride that I want to do. Yeah. And I can be by myself in the line. I, I, it's just kind of fun. I like it. I just, I, I like, I, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I can, I can get behind it because support. I can do it. I'm just getting this strange image of the shy introvert. Again, we know that not all introverts are shy, yep. but now I'm just imagining the shy introvert that just went on the roller coaster and is too shy to actually go, woo, woo, woo. So, like, you just see this, like, contained amusement, like. That, I will not lie, that when I was a teenager was mostly me. But it wasn't that contained. It was, like, big wild grin. But not, like, making a whole lot of noise. I was having a blast, but I was not, I was never, like, a roller coaster, like, screamer. But it was, like, just, like, ah, big wild smile. That's what I want to see. That's it. Yeah, you and I are going to go to Canada's Wonderland, but not together. (laughs) And we're going to take turns going on the rides. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, like going to things by myself is is really quite. It's fun, right? Because then you do the thing that you want to do. When I was planning my London trip, you know, in that was supposed to happen in April 2020. Mm -hmm. I had all of these all of these things that that I had plan to do and they were the things that were like top of my list and i because i was going by myself it was like i don't have to compromise with anybody and uh it was gonna be awesome um yeah that sucks by the way you really need to (laughs) replan that eventually i mean eventually you know i will but you know yeah eventually but eventually i think there seems to be this strange thing that's happened for, as, as we've observed for a, a long time, that anything that happens outside of the house automatically must mean social time. Except for when you're running errands, because like apparently being at the grocery stores or go to the post office is the only time somebody can absolutely be on their own. And it's OK because you're running an errand. But, but there are some cultures where it's OK to, to have an errand friend visit, right? Where you get together and you just like hang out while you run errands. And that's, I think that's kind of all right. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I've, I've had friends, you know, I've had my roommate best friend when we lived together. We did errand runs all the time together, both introverts. And actually kind of fun to just grab a coffee and talk, get it all done. <laughs> I did it one time early in the morning too. 
Nice. Yeah. I'm not an, I'm not a morning person, but yeah, I, I got out before 10 a.m. one time. Never did it again. It's good to do it once. Just once. I one time saw the sunrise. Just once. Well, it was an all nighter. Was that so because be I was going to say, was that because not because you woke up early, but because you stayed up the whole night? Yeah, it was one of those nights, too, where, like, you know, I told my parents I was somewhere else. <laughs> May have woken up outside. As one does when one is younger. Oh, the good old days. <laughs> the thought of uh, hearing the birds chirp in the morning just makes me nauseous. I don't know why. <laughs> one of these days asked, asked me to tell you about the, the, the last time I went drinking and how I felt the next morning. That that time is now. What happened? Okay, okay, okay. So I was it was teenager, you know, because that's when I was drinking. Is when I was a teenager before I was I was of legal age, and I was at this 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 house with a couple of friends, and we were drinking because we were stu- young and stupid. We were drinking all of the things in the liquor cabinet that were that was there, and the last thing that we were drinking was peppermint schnapps. Oh uh, no! We were very very <clears throat> drunk by the time that happened. So in the morning, I woke up hungover, like the room was spinning, like. You do the thing where you wake up and you like, you know, that kind oh, yeah. of feeling. And I've managed to keep everything under control. And like, I got to get up and I got to do a thing. So I go into the bathroom to brush my teeth. And it is Pepsodent peppermint toothpaste. And I started to brush my teeth and I am immediately like wanting to hurl. Yeah, it was immediately, a visceral reaction. Yes, immediately wanting to hurl. Um, and that was one of the last times uh, I got uh, blimo drunk. And that's like one of the only times, too, that it that's happened and someone actually meant it when they said, I'll never do that again. That is correct. That wow. is correct. Oh, my gosh. But that said, is there a time where it's it is a little strange to go and do something by yourself that is not the not a safety concern? Mm-hmm. So, and for example, it's, you know, it really isn't OK to go to a public place and go get blackout drunk by yourself. I don't think it's a safe thing to do. Right. Right. So what is the situation where maybe it is a little strange, just not a safety concern? Hmm. For me, it is the amusement park now. See, for you, it's the amusement park. For me, I don't think I don't think it's I don't think it's that weird. Just I want to see you with like some cotton candy and like the big thing of popcorn and like you've got like a big prize animal like by yourself, though. And you're like, first off, first off, first off. (laughs) Those the those games are all ripoffs. So you're never gonna see me with the big the giant animal unless somebody just was like, You should have carry this animal. Um, then you know, like carry on the teddy bear, but you don't want those all day. Um Hell no. the walking around with popcorn, not so much. Cotton candy, as long as it's on a stick. Yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah. If it's not on a stick, I don't want it. But aside from that, I'm hard pressed to think of a of a place that 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 I really think would be weird to go by myself then like I think... maybe a couple's dance that would be weird to go by yourself like everybody there is already paired up and you're like the the one guy who's like i'm here by myself oh you have to dance with the instructor you got <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that was that would have been me <laughs> can 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 you think of aside from the amusement park can you think of a of a, of a place oh gosh See, I at one time I thought maybe a music show. I would I would feel it's weird, but 
honestly, the idea of going to see a show that I love and means so much to me, I would love to go by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, music, theater, absolutely. Yeah, it's... I feel like I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and it's going to come to me. I feel like it's going to happen where I'm going to wake up and be like, oh, see, Phil, you can't you can't go there by yourself. You can't do that. And it's I mean, you're going to get a text at like four in the morning now. I but... mean, maybe, maybe. But or you could just record a voice memo and send it. And we'll tag it on to the end. Yeah, fair. Oh, hey there. There you go. <laughs> we can't tell them we're going to do that now. But no, can... it's it's I mean, we can't promise it because it hasn't happened yet. I ever went to a movie by myself. I remember it. And this is going to age me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agent Cody Banks. I don't even know what that is. No, because it was you. It was not your like age group. This was like for like the little tweens. This was like the tiny little. I got a huge crush on like Frankie Muniz. Right. (laughs) And like, I remember my mom dropping me off at the tiny little mall and and I got my ticket. And I got my popcorn and my drink and I sat down in the seat and I was by myself. And these friends from school saw me and they were like, I thought we were all going to go together. <laughs> I still didn't sit with them. They were really nice about it. <laughs> but did you, I mean, you enjoyed watching the movie by yourself. Hell right? yeah. It was yeah. so great. I loved yeah. it. I think this is one of those episodes where we're just going to be affirming the fact that I think we should really just enjoy the fact that we make extroverts un- uncomfortable. I mean, shit, yeah. Just yeah. like if you go to a restaurant and they're like, oh, I see you alone. We, we will sit you with this other person. Don't be afraid to be like, no, thank you. I will sit by myself. Thank you very much. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're and if you're Jess and they're like, oh, you're alone. We will bring up this giant teddy bear to keep you company. Hell then you'll say, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bring my cuddly bear. Yeah, I'm going to no. sing about it, too. Uh, she's she's going to sing about it. But I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. And I think that, the, you know, yes, there's all of these things that that um, the the society of that, that that prizes extroversion has sort of like decided our rules. Don't don't do these things. Most of the things that we've discussed today, don't do those alone, but embrace it. This is, there's one thing that we've I think has been the theme of the entire podcast over the years is embrace introversion, embrace your, embrace your solitude. If that's what you want. These were never rules. There, there were never ever rules to begin with. These were just norms that were like any other norm. They were imposed on us. And I really like using that word when it comes to, Mm things you really shouldn't do by yourself that's just imposed on me and i love the fact that my extroverted best friend really (laughs) really was uncomfortable by going to a restaurant by them like it gave the ick like and i love that i do i love it it's like whenever i tell somebody about like the hot sauces that i take right which like that's not a thing that's real known about me is i am a heat chaser i love watching people cringe while I eat it. I love watching extroverts get uncomfortable <laughs> by my silence <laughs> while I eat hot sauce. Like, <laughs> Oh, wow. I did not know about the hot sauce thing. You didn't know that? I did not know that. I didn't know about the hot sauce. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been eating. Okay, so side story. Yeah. Three years old. My dad has 
suicide level wings. I snuck one off his plate and I ate it. No flinch. I swear. I swear. It is documented. Documented. But I have grown up with really hot sauces. I can I can comfortably take a habanero. Wow. Okay. Comfortably. Wow. Yeah. It's just, it's a sight. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you if you were on hot ones. It's my goal to one day be on hot you ones. You would have no problem. Meanwhile, I, I if I was on hot ones. I'd be tapping out first first chicken wing. I think you and I need to go on hot ones. <laughs> you can fan me because I let, let let me be clear, you will physically see a reaction. But the fact that I'm still able to take it and go like, "Oh yeah, this is great." Like while my like <laughs> sweat's coming down, my nose is running, eyes are watering. Yeah. So it's a sign. <laughs> it's good to Oh my god. Yeah. Do you want to see me go to a restaurant and make people uncomfortable by just staring them down or maybe even just telling the waiters that I'm lost and I I need someone to call someone for me and call for help? Listeners, if you donate, if we collectively get $500, I will film myself going to a very popular restaurant, so exclusive to get into, and I will film it for all those who donate. Thank you for listening to our TED Talk. Phil, take over. But you know what? You don't have to donate $500. We do this show because we love doing it. It is the only time that we talk. But also, we love the community that we've built and and all of that. But we don't get paid to do this. And it does cost money to put out a podcast. So um, if you can and you would like to help us be able to cover the cost of doing this podcast, Please, please donate, whether you donate as a one-time thing or ongoing, whatever amount you're able to give, it would really help us to be able to cover the cost of doing this show. If just four people donated $5 a month, we would cover the cost of hosting the podcast alone. And if we got enough, Jess and I could maybe uh, get paid to do this podcast, which would also be awesome, even if we got paid a little bit. But We don't do it for the money. We do it because we enjoy it. And we enjoy bringing these conversations to you. And even more than donating, the most important thing that that we like is the fact that you're here listening to us. And so please keep coming back and we, we will see you in two weeks. 